0: And those three junior super friends, Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog. Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind.
1: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of For All Mankind, a Super Friends podcast. For All Mankind it's a read-through show that covered DC Comics' classic Super Friend series, which ran for 47 issues from 1976 to 1981. Proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rob Kelly, and joining me once again in the Hall of Justice is my super friend and fellow Network All-Star, Chris Franklin. Hi, Chris. Hey, Rob. How's it going? It's great. Thanks for coming back for this special episode, because, of course, everybody knows from the intros I've been doing for the past 47 episodes that this series covered... The 47 issues of Super Friends. Well, we're past that now. We're, we're episode 48 on a 47-issue series. So what are we covering, Chris? Do you want to mention to everybody who hasn't read the show notes what exactly we're going to be talking about tonight?
0: We are going to be covering the Super Friends special number one, uh, which I, I got through a certain set of circumstances, which I think is pretty interesting. And then the Super Friends action Valentine playbook. Uh, that
1: is even more exciting. Yes, of course, Chris is here. So that means we had to do a, a for all merch kind segment as well. So yeah, so we will have stuff to talk about in this episode. Uh, very special items, both the items that we're going to be discussing. But first, we have to thank our sponsor. This episode of For All Mankind is sponsored in part by InStockTrades.com. InStockTrades is the best online source for trades, hardcovers, and other collected editions, all for up to 45% off with free shipping for orders of $50 or more. Chris, what do you got?
0: I have got the Quality Companion soft cover. This is, of course, from Tomorrow's. It was written by Jim Amash and Mike Coyman, and uh, it covers the history of the Quality Comics heroes, including Plastic Man, who we'll talk about a bit. Uh, It's got a great cover by Dick Giordano, and if you own any of the Companion books from Tomorrow's, you know these are great. I love these things. I got a whole bookshelf of these things, and I've got this one. It's a lot of fun. It gives you the history of all the characters like Plastic Man, Uncle Sam, Black Condor, The Ray, Phantom Lady, Doll Man. Uh it's just a lot of fun. And so it also, of course, covers the Ramona Freyden Plastic Man issues, I believe. Uh mm-hmm. so that's another tie-in. Uh the in-stock price uh price is twenty-five fifty-six. The original price was thirty-one ninety-five, so you save twenty percent.
1: Sweet deal. All those two Mars books are terrific. Some of them I stole have on my bookshelf and I've read them many, many times over. So, uh, that's a great pick. Uh, for me, I went with the art of Ramona Fraiden hardcover. I know I've selected this on numerous episodes of For All Mankind. Uh, how many more chances am I going to get? Uh, am I going to have to, <laughs> to highlight it? It's a artistic hardcover bio of the great Ramona Freighton as interviewed by Howard Chaykin, which is what an amazing combo that is. Uh, and it features her work on Marvel's The Cat, Fantastic Four, DC's Plastic Memories, Chris just mentioned, Freedom Fighters, Super Friends, of course, and a forward by Walt Simonson, calling in the heavy hitters here. It's from Dynamite Entertainment's 144 pages. Normal price is twenty nine ninety nine in stock trades price is twenty dollars and ninety nine cents. You save thirty percent. I mean Ramona Freden, I think she's like ninety-six now, she's still doing work for DC. Quality work covers. For DC Comics, it's just an amazing life and amazing career, and I'm going to plug this book as much as I can before this show wraps up. So, uh try both those books, Uh of Inst- <laughs> Percy of InStockTrades.com. So, for these and all the other needs, visit InStockTrades.com, and we thank them for their support. Okay, Chris, so explain to everybody what the hell the Super Friends special is.
0: I'll have to ask you for more details about uh, the other end of it, but it is a comic book that I won through a contest uh post serials had several contact contests in the 70s and 80s with uh DC comics characters uh this one was from 1981 and i believe this was the you had to match characters on basically almost like a lottery sheet you know like a scratch off yep uh and i believe i matched aquaman heads if i remember correctly <laughs> <laughs> it was fate it was so, destined so, uh, it was It was foretold it was, it was destined to be yes yes uh uh the grand prize was a trip to hollywood to have breakfast with the superheroes and honestly if christopher reeve linda carter and adam west and burt ward hadn't showed up i'd been disappointed so <laughs> how would that have worked that? by the uh, way like who were you supposed to meet <laughs> if you had won who, who i got- don't i guess it I don't I don't know. I don't think Danny Dark and Olin Soul showed up, you know, yeah. and Shannon it. I don't think she showed up. But, you know, Casey Kasem was probably too busy doing a countdown somewhere. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know who I guess it was literally like the actors they send out in the costumes. You know, I guess that's who you met, uh, I, which, I mean, you, know, you know, if, if you've done that, though, you could have ended up in, in Brian Highland's upcoming Mall of Justice book. <laughs> so that would be cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, the second prize was a bicycle. Which already had a bicycle. The other, the third prizes were a Batman kite, some kind of ring thing, because there's a commercial out there you can find for this contest. Uh, But most importantly, the one of the third prizes was the Super Friends special number one, uh, which is a reprint of two Super Friends issues that Rob has already covered. Mm -hmm. And it has some activity pages in it as well. And it's got a nice, it's got a nice, uh, although very it's, it's, it's a well, it's got a nice cover, but it's pretty blank <laughs> mm. by Ross Sandra and Dick Giordano, but we can talk about the cover. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. I now I, you know, by the way, the audio for the commercial that Chris just mentioned is going to play, uh, after this main segment of the show. She'll get to hear that. And, and said so you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. I remember those little contest papers, whatever you'd call cards. I remember those and I had this special. As well, so I must have entered the contest like you did, and then I just won the special uh, because I, I had this at the time. I had it for for many many years, and so it's it, you know there's no price on it. It was never available. There's no ads. It was never available on newsstands or anything like that. It is a little curious that it is labeled number one, as if yeah. there might be more of these. But as far as I understand, there were that, there was never any intention of that. It was always meant to be a a one off, and so you know. As a kid, I remember thinking, "Are there are there more of these? You know that I just can't find, but uh, no, it was just. But for some reason, it says number one on the cover.
0: Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if it got distributed to comic book shops too, but now I see that there's no price on it, so I don't yep. think it did. Yeah, it's that your good point. I, I think I was kind of getting it confused with the Teen Titan drug comics, which eventually did make it into some comic book shops for sale. You know, a few years later, a year or two later. That's um, right.
1: Yeah. Those, yeah. Those Keebler
0: drug comics. Yeah. Keebler, where they couldn't use Robin because he was often at Nabisco with their, uh, their superhero cookies. So
1: <laughs> love that. I love that detail.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Post, I think, you know, I, I, yeah. And it, it, it's funny too because George Perez drew the, the, the front box of all those super Hill cookies and then it made him, they had to read, he had to redraw his artwork to, James Robin and The Protector. But that's not the comic book we're talking about. No, we're talking yeah, come about on. Level is, <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's uh, topic for this, another day. Yeah, this is a Teen Titans podcast. Uh, no, but I think, uh, if I remember right, I, I was a big Fruity Pebbles uh, eater. <laughs> so uh, another H- Hanna-Barbera tie-in, you know, uh, with the Flintstones. Oh, uh, yeah. So I, I think that's probably where I got my matching cards from.
1: <laughs> uh so yeah, the cover, and of course will we'll page we'll have pages from it on the gallery post on the website, fryingwaterpodcast.com. We've got the cover, and it's by Ross Andrew and Dick Giordano. Superman is front and center. Uh and then you've got Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Robin. I'm just happy that Aquaman is here because yeah. <laughs> he was not on the cover of the final issue. Uh I don't think he was on the he was on the cover of 46, but not 45. I mean, he was often not not there. So I'm I'm happy. That he's here. I mean, it's signed, Andrew Giordano. You don't even need to have it signed to know this is Ross Andrew from those crazy poses that everybody's got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very distinctive <laughs> Ross Andrew.
0: Yeah. His, 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 exactly. It's that weird, skewed anatomy. It's kind of weird that nobody's, almost every Ross Andrew uh, action shot, there's somebody that looks like the camera's like sitting on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then it's pointing down toward him. Nobody's really doing that here. But yeah, his anatomy's definitely evident. And Superman's holding up the Super Friends logo, which I think's a nice touch. But yeah. uh, it's kind of odd, you know, that there's no, it's just a blue background. Uh, although in the commercial, I believe the comic book has a red background. Yes, so, it
1: does. That's curious. Yeah. Uh, and, um...
0: I don't know if there, is there a red variant out there? Oh <laughs> but, but, you know, it'd be kind of cool. I kind of thought, you know, around the time... DC put out the uh was it World's Finest number two seventy one that had Superman, Batman, and Robin busting out of old World's Finest. Cover yes, love that cover. Yeah, I love that cover too. And it, it would have been nice to have like other Super Friends covers in the background, like in blue surprint or something. You know, that would have
1: been nice. Yeah, yeah,
0: but it's it's a, it's it's a it's a great. This would be a great poster on a kid's wall. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, um it was published in 81. I don't know exactly when. Uh last month in the feedback section, I quoted a a, a news article from a comic uh magazine that uh, Isamu Yukinori sent in, which featured a, a quote from Paul Levitz talking about that Super Friends was canceled and that uh having a Saturday morning cartoon didn't really do anything for sales. And then he mentions but we will be doing a tie-in book with General Foods, which by the way he's phrasing it suggests to me that this was published after the final issue of super friends so this does make uh, that makes it th- this special the last issue of super friends in any sort of way i mean it's not a regular issue of the series but it is the last book that dc would publish with uh, outside of trade paperbacks and you know the dc super friends series much later on but this is really the last book that will be called super friends so this is this is sort of it uh and uh we're going we're gonna talk about the contents as chris mentioned it reprints two issues from the series we're not gonna go through the synopses of those because we've already covered it uh on the inside cover is a special coloring page which is just basically the cover to Superfriends number 12 which is reprinted herein without any colors on it and it's just for you to color in now i don't my memory might be wrong chris but I feel like this would have been, you know, this is printed on the inside cover, which means it's on that cover cardstock, which I think was harder to color with crayons than yeah. paper that was more porous. So this might not be the best thing to try and color, I think.
0: No, it's like cover. it's like coloring those, you know, you you would get those, uh, that was a big thing in the 70s to have tablecloths that you colored. Yeah, yeah that's a, right. And it was like, they were like, finally, and it was like harder than crap. You had to like, like. <laughs> Press down and give yourself carpal tunnel at age four <laughs> to color in, you know, Cyclops on this, uh, you know, Marvel uh, tablecloth that had the X-Men on it or something. Right. So, yeah, I I, I feel like you'd be doing the same thing here. You, by the time you colored Wonder Woman's kangaroo, you'd, you know, you'd, you'd, be, you'd have your arm in a sling probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks.
1: Uh, thanks, General Foods. Thanks, DC Comics. And so then, yeah, the first story, as I mentioned, is the mystery of the missing monkey, which is from Super Friends number 19. Again, go back to episode 19 of For All Mankind to, to, to talk about that. The editor is Laurie Sutton. A uh, longtime DC and Marvel, and actually comics code authority staffer Laurie Sutton, who I talked to, I've talked to here and there, uh, traded emails about various things. I w- I should have thought to reach out to her to find out why the why this story. You know what yeah. what was it about? All these super Friends stories were the same length. So wh- Why? Why this one? I don't. I mean, it's a perfectly fine issue, but like. Not one of with one of like the the main villain like it said it was the menagerie man, like okay, I mean why you know just it, of all of them why this
0: right I, I have no idea it doesn't have a guest star, you know yep. and the second one does, so that makes kind of makes more sense to for d c to like push some other characters, you know, but yeah it's it's a really random random choice unless somebody just thought because this one centers around Gleek. You know, a little bit. Maybe they thought it would appeal to kids more. I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe so. Um I will say, just as a comic connection, uh the guest for that episode of For All Mankind was, of course, Cindy Franklin. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh it all comes back to the Franklins. So uh then we get to the as as it is called, the fun section, which is the same drawing from the cover except it's got a yellow background. And then we are treated to a bunch of puzzle pages. And this is the kind of stuff you would have seen in DC treasuries at the time. And I, you know, I think I'm right about this, but if, if, if this seems wrong to you, Chris, you can correct me. I get the sense that most of these puzzles are stuff that DC bought from some generic puzzle maker. And then they just stat it in some poses of the various characters, because like these puzzles look very old timey, very old timey. And then they just have like Wonder Woman's body pasted to the right of them on a couple of pages. It just feels like this is stuff they had statted from some ancient puzzle book and they're just repurposing it. And they're like, well, we got to make it super friend. So let's here, let's drop in the Alex Toth Wonder Woman where she's introducing the, the animal quiz.
0: Yeah, I, I get that impression that it, it's either, I, I feel like it's probably from old DC comics though, maybe like. Oh, that's true. Yeah. The, the funny animal books, because there's a couple pages that are signed by Marty Nadel, who I believe is the same artist. Oh, yeah. was, through a lot of the JSA stuff, uh, uh back in the forties. Um, and in uh, the flash, I think in particular, and I think he drew the JSA, like actual, the, the segments where they were all together, uh, back in all star comics. So. I feel like these are probably pulled from there, and I, I swear every time I look at this, I'm waiting for Santa Claus to show up because <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it could, they come straight out of one of those Christmas treasuries. So,
1: <laughs> yeah um, the 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 inner the uh, the statted poses of the various super friends that that dot these pages are actually really kind of a uh, no pun intended who's who of DC Comics artists. Oh because yeah, because you've got this pose with Wonder Woman. Throwing her lasso, which is clearly Ramona Fraden. Then mm-hmm. you've got the other pose, which is straight up the Alex Toth Wonder Woman from yep. like the the merchandising art for the yeah, Super Friends. The model, Friends. Sheet, yeah. The model mm-hmm. sheet, yeah, excuse me, the model sheet. Then you've got yeah. the Superman from the model sheet by Alex Toth, which again, by the way, the only time outside of the letters page, these this artwork actually appeared in a DC Super <laughs> Friends comic. Yeah. Uh, then you've got some you've got some Ramona Fray and Wonder Woman, excuse me, Wonder Twins heads on a couple pages. Then you've got a tiny little Batman and a Robin, which has got to be Irv Novick,
0: right? Yep. That's yeah, straight up Irv Novick. The Batman, I, I'm not sure. I mean, that could even be possibly be a Bob Kane Batman. It's hard to tell from here, <laughs> and, but it, it could be a Bob Kane, Lou Sayer Schwartz Batman or something. It's. It, it's almost impossible to tell. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's very tiny. And then you've got the Carmen Infantino Murphy Anderson Batman drawing that you've seen on mm-hmm. a bunch of merchandising. And then there's a Carmen Infantino Robin where he's running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that one. And then there is the Murphy Anderson Aquaman, uh, stock art, which is got the, with that beautiful piece where he's in front of kind of this, uh, the, you know, this bubble effect. And then you've got a Dick Giordano Aquaman. Uh, which again yes. are the Aquaman letters puzzle. Some of these pages will be again in the gallery post, and then uh, on the quick as a flash page, you've got the flash from Showcase number four. Yeah. Oh, no, I know that's not Showcase number four. I'm sorry, that's it's not the, the
0: splash of Showcase number four. The
1: splash, of, not the cover. The splash yeah. of
0: Showcase number four. Like, uh, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Joe Kubert inking Carmine Infantino. There. Yeah, that's right.
1: So. so, yeah. so wow like that's a that's a murderer's row of artists for these little interstitial pieces of artwork so okay you know so those are those are the puzzles those are the things and you're meant to mark up your book and you know limit its value and things like that so okay um (laughs) uh, and then we get to the the second story which is warhead strikes at gotham which is as chris mentioned the features the guest appearance by plastic man and it's from super friends number 36 this is one of my favorite issues because i mean i love plastic man and I think it's a really funny issue. And so I'm I'm assuming was Plastic Man still on the air at this point by 81 or had it was it gone?
0: If it's early 81, I think it's probably still on, you know. So I bet uh, that's probably
1: why they picked yeah. it is because I it had so. some some more Saturday morning sizzle to it.
0: Yeah. Um, I'd say so.
1: Yeah. Plus it's just a great issue. I mean it's just a really yeah. fun story and it's fun to have Plastic Man. But so those are the those are the two stories reprinted uh, and then we get this ad presenting a golden opportunity you can sign up now to become a charter member of the Superman
0: club Chris did you join this club you know I I wanted to and I never did but I think this isn't this the club that never this is another one of those clubs that did this one actually happen or not because I know
1: I, I don't know I don't know
0: I, I, I can't remember I know the DC superstar society or whatever it was right before the implosion didn't happen but I'm thinking if this one did happen it didn't last very long. Okay. Um, I know this poster goes for quite a bit on eBay because gorgeous. Who is by who of who's it by, Rob?
1: <laughs> Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Raise be, be his name.
0: his <laughs> name. Yep.
1: <laughs> it is an amazing poster. I've never seen it for real. Like I've seen it, God. I've seen it online, but I've yeah. never seen it in the wild. But man, it is it is it's just like everything you want the DC universe to
0: be in a, like a single image. It's so gorgeous. It's got enemy ace on it though. That's what always gets me. Enemy ace is underneath Superman's leg. <laughs> it's just like, wow, you know. Sergeant <laughs> Ray, yeah,
1: it's amazing. Batman is yeah. this great skulky pose. Oh man, it's
0: so gorgeous. Yeah, it is. It is. So I, Anthony uh, will probably chime in and let us know if this actually happened or not. But I, I think I'm wanting to think this one. If it did happen, it didn't last long because they were basically trying to revive the old Superman club. From the, you know, 30s through the 50s, or Mm -hmm. maybe even through the 60s. I can't remember how long it ran, but it ran forever, you know. So this was them trying to redo it after the botched uh, DC Super Society or Superstar Society or whatever it was, where you could pick your chapter of your character that you liked, you know. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Just back to Superman so <laughs> yeah right
1: yeah exactly I mean again but I never joined it I didn't I this was three dollars I was like oh that, I, my parents aren't going to give me the money for that but uh <laughs> but man it was it was really really cool um so then on the inside cover we have another coloring page which is the cover to Super Friends number 28 the Halloween issue which they should have reprinted that one in here because that's a, such a great issue and it's got all these great pseudo guest
0: stars so uh, I don't know if I i I missed that issue as a kid I remember the ad for it that had kane at the top yep, showing up yep, and yep. and I missed it and then I got teased by this and still didn't get it <laughs> I think you may have actually sent me a copy of that i think oh, really oh my goodness I think you did several years ago and we covered it on House of Franklin's side, of course at one point and it's yeah i mean it's it's a little bit of a fake out because these actual the, the the monster characters aren't the real characters yeah. but it it looks like them so it's still really cool <laughs>
1: it, yeah the book does not live up to this cover I mean the cover is just an all timer you know it just is yeah. it's beautifully drawn by Ramona Freighton and Bob Smith but just I, as a kid the idea that the super friends are going to square off against these five the, the monster was like so it just filled your imagination you know was like oh my god this is going to be the greatest battle and and then you're like oh it's just people in costumes <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> All right, because it's so easy to find an Etrigan the demon costume when you need to go to a
0: Halloween right. party. Uh, you gotta take a goose. You gotta take a goose and uh, uh, you know carcass and stretch it over your head like Prince Valiant, right? That's
1: <laughs> <what's>... <laughs> Hard to fit in the door with these bat, man bat wings on. Uh, and so uh, then we get the back cover, which gives you a little piece of Super Friends history, which as a kid I really enjoyed, and it shows you a cover of the first issue of Super Friends. And then the issue where Xana Jane are first introduced and then the covers to the books that are reprinted inside. And then, you know, they look very nice. Um, and that's it. That's the book. So Super Friends ends here with this little history lesson of, of, uh, of the book and, you know, some notable. I mean, I don't know about you. I, I mean, I, I think they're obviously realizing that most of the kids that entered this contest were very young. I mean, you and I would have been, you would have been probably what, like five, six? when you entered yeah, this was like right
0: about six yeah. yeah yeah
1: i would have been probably nine, i guess nine or something like that I, I mean i would have preferred a couple less puzzle pages and maybe a little more super friends history like yeah. that might have been fun like cover galleries or something i know that's not what this book was intended to be it's not meant to be a a summing up of the super friends but you know i could have just done with less you know word finds and more pinups or something like that but
0: what are you if, gonna do you get If only Ian B had taken the opportunity to fill those pages with this is how the Super Friends comic fits into Earth One continuity. There's no denying it. This is how it works. <laughs> the issue by issue, you know, this is Batman leaves the Wayne Foundation <laughs> building in Detective 492 and then comes to the Hall of Justice to pick up Wendy and Marvin, you know, or whatever. And, you know, an issue number five or something, you know, I don't know. but anyway, That would be you know, great.
1: Like a six yep. page essay yeah. Yeah. yeah he's like the hell with it I'm, I'm doing it i'm going all the way i'm gonna yeah every every character every hood that's ever appeared at super friends is a character from the dc comics i'm gonna go i'm going all out everybody try and stop me paul Levitz. i don't care yeah uh, that would have been super cool uh but but yeah so that's it that's the end of uh the super friends and you know for the longest time i had this special i kept it with my super friends comics i i didn't really make a distinction in my mind between like giveaway comics and the regular issue. You know what I mean? They were all just comics to me. So, you know, it was, it was a very sacred artifact for many years. Cause even though I probably had both these issues, I certainly had the plastic man one. It was still fun seeing them together and there's no ad. So it's a a nice little special.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a nice little time capsule. And I don't know when, when, uh, when I was a kid, I won a few contests and little things like that. Uh, and whenever I did, I mean, I just thought like, you know, I was like the luckiest kid in the world because, you know, I actually won something, you know, and, and <laughs> I, I guess I should have really, it really is rare to win something, you know, mm-hmm. so, so uh, you know, it's like when I was a little, uh, like when I was like about four or something, I won the giant Christmas stocking at our local grocery store that was, you know, taller than me One of those big netted Christmas stockings full of rat toys. You Know it's you know, uh, we mentioned Brian Heiler, he'd be drooling all over it, you know, basically. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I remember that. So, um, you know, when I won that and then this, it's like you know, I, I kind of peaked in life, you know. As far as <laughs> stuff, winning, so. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, it for,
1: for Super Friends. We're all done, everybody. Uh, <laughs> we're there's no more Super Friends comics left to discuss of course as i mentioned numerous times the show's gonna we've got a couple more episodes to the to the show but before we wrap up with chris here of course we have to do a for all merch kind segment and as chris mentioned at the beginning we're going to be talking about the super friends action valentine playbook which is a very exciting way of talking about valentine so chris you own this beauty so again all the pictures that you sent me actually this is from your collection pictures on the gallery page but why don't you explain to everybody what this is
0: okay this is a book i I believe this came from uh this is produced by cleo who made a lot of valentines back then i don't know if they're still in business or not i don't recall seeing the name on my kids valentines we bought bought over the years when they were going to elementary school but uh it's a big activity book it's 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 about tabloid size, actually. It's almost. Is it
1: really? Size. It's that yes. big? Oh,
0: it's geez. that. It's big. It's it's like uh, I don't have a ruler with me, but it's it's uh, it's it's pretty big. Uh, it's at least eleven by seventeen, I believe. Wow. Uh, and uh, it's 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 the car, cover, of course, is card stock. and it's got all it's got sixty valentines, sixty valentines. Sorry, and. Uh, but it's also just got a lot of cool little activities, especially little things you can make little crafts with superhero characters. And 99% of this is new artwork by Dick Giordano.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I, my mom managed the Hallmark store and I believe they carried this there. So I had like two copies of this as a kid. Uh And uh, if you try to find this thing on eBay, it goes for nuts money uh for what it is. So, Cindy actually gifted me uh, a copy that somebody had cut up, but all the pieces are there. I think, you know, most of them, there might be a couple of things that are missing, but most of it's there. So I was really happy to get this a couple of weeks ago and I showed it to Rob and he's like, we got to cover it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, it's ama- it's an amazing artifact. I mean, again, as, as Chris just mentioned, it's it's got a lot of original Dick Giordano artwork, which by itself is great, but it also features some deep cut, Characters, some deep pulls. Uh, you know, I mean it you know, the 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 normal heroes are here Superman, Batman, Robin, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. I'm happy that Aquaman is here, by the way. But because it's Valentine's, and they're of course they're assuming that the audience for this are girls. I mean, on the little cover it even says for boys and girls, trying to assure, hey boys, you know, you can buy these as well. But it features Some characters from the DC bench because they need to have more Valentine females represented on Valentine's than Wonder Woman. So you've got Batgirl. You've got Supergirl. You've got Black Canary. You've got Mira. Catwoman. And even Wonder Girl, which is an amazing deep cut to pull from the DC Universe.
0: Yes, it is. I mean, Wonder Girl... You know, made it into the Minigo Teen Titans line and made it onto that Wonder Woman uh sleeping bag, which Cindy has. But that's about it. You know, so yeah, the TV show made it onto the TV show. Well, yeah, Deborah know. Winger. Yeah, obviously, yeah, she made it onto the TV show. But yeah, it, it's it really is it really is amazing. And I think it's kind of funny though. Like you said, it says for boys and girls, but yet Wonder Woman isn't on the cover. It's just Superman, Batman, <laughs> and Robin. So this looks like the world's finest Valentine's. Uh, <laughs> oddly enough which is you know kind of cool but i i i remember i remember when i got this you know and had it back in hand i remember putting the, these things together like there's a batgirl cycle you build you know there's there's a valentine you make that you unfold batman's cape and you know he's he's got a he's got a valentine message under the cape and uh you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, Robin and Batgirl in here, which would make uh, Sean and Paul very happy. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's it's just it's a lot of fun, and I just love the artwork. But yeah, there's there's a shot of Flash, Wonder Girl, and Green Arrow racing together. That's a combo, you
1: yeah, know. <laughs> <laughs> Those three characters often teamed up together, as we know from very many issues of DC Comics.
0: That's right. Although oddly enough, there is a there. It's it's kind of sad, but there's a Valentine that shows Flash and Supergirl, and it's a larger one that says, let's be friends. And I think that's ironic because, one, <laughs> in a few years, they're both going to be dead by by crisis number eight. Um, and then, you know, 30 years later, they're going to be super friends on the CW show, and they're even going to record a song where they're talking about being super friends. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that's cute. Uh and it's yeah, of course, Supergirl's in her uh, her hot pants outfit because that's the era we're in. So it's uh it's 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 really it's it's a nice it's a nice bit. And like you said, Aquaman and Mira are in here together, which uh is a nice touch. And
1: Mira did I, not make it onto a lot of merch <laughs> at, any around this time.
0: No, no, she didn't. And I mean, you know, the fact that like Black Canary makes it in here. I mean, Black Canary basically made it on like no merch back then yep. so uh you know it was it's 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 a i can understand why this thing you know goes for the money it goes for on ebay because it is it's a nice little it's time capsule. when it kind of works as a as a dc art gallery piece from dick giordano you mm-hmm. know? So
1: <laughs> yeah it's really really nice i i've used that image the aquaman Mira, you're a catch thing i post that on uh, Kelly's wall every Valentine's Day at this point. It's just such a great, uh, it's just such a great piece. But yeah, the Flash and Supergirl one is just so weirdly ironic, you know, cause those yeah. are characters that were never paired up together and yet they're on a Valentine. Like just what a weird, again, green, did you mention Green Arrow Wonder Girl? Like what? There's a Superman Penguin one.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, what? it's like there's only Batman villains in this, which is weird. There's no Luthor. There's there's uh, there's a Joker or Penguin Catwoman. I think that's the only villains that are in this. I don't uh, yeah. unless the yep. Riddler snuck in here somewhere. But there's no Luthor. There's no, you know, of course, there's no Brainiac or, you know, not even General Zod because, you know, we haven't. I mean, the Superman movies were out, obviously, but uh, it's uh, yeah, it, it, it's a real it's a real time capsule and it's, it's, it's right before wonder woman switched over to the, the, uh, WW. You know, oh, Prince right. White yeah, that's right. Versus the Eagle. So, and this is, it's, it's also right before, you know, a year later, as much as I love jail, GLPBHN <laughs> and Dick Giordano, who inked him on the style guide a year or two later after, I think this came out in 80. I think I'm wanting to say, um, uh, this would have all just been the style guide artwork. Yep. You know, they just would have used what they drew for that and not done original pieces. And some of these, he's redrawing some things he did and Neil Adams did. And the
1: Batman swinging on the uh, swinging on the rope is like a, a redraw of the Carmen Infantino pose. Certainly.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. There's, there's definitely some redraws of that. And even this shot of Batman on the cover, I've seen, I think Dick Giordano redrew that in a lot of, um, sketches and things you know so i mean it's but but it's still it's just and it's prime giordano too and it just it looks it looks great i was so happy to to get it back you know after after you know i'd see it and like man i really i really need to get it and and if you if you look online i think there's been some some folks that have scanned it over the years you can probably pretty much find every every piece of artwork just so you can look at it you know much like the dc style guide but actually owning it not as expensive as owning the DC style guy, no. but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I actually saw one of those at a toy show uh, a few months back, and the guy wanted fifteen hundred dollars for it. Oh, oh, god! Oh, I'm god. not kidding. That's I'm
1: not just, uh I mean, yeah. all right. Uh, <laughs> it's not worth that much money. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, just print it out.
1: By the way, this is this these Valentines are branded super friends, not superheroes. That was something usually when it, when they would feature characters outside of the core five, they would tend to brand it superheroes, but here no, it's actually super friends. So which is nice, you know. I like to yeah. see get the logo here one more time.
0: Yeah, it's an official Super Friends merchandise. In fact, oddly enough, I'm pretty sure those post contests refer to them as superheroes yep. more than Super Friends. Yeah. Uh and even though the the voice cast uh of the Super Friends does the voices in the commercials, uh the 1981 one we discussed is uses the Hanna-Barbera animation style, but the one next year where I think I won some puffy stickers, it's e- it's either not animated by a Hanna-Barbera or they're using a totally different style guide to you know model sheets because it doesn't look like the Super Friends and it, it's too early for the superpowers so uh, it's kind of weird but yeah this is branded Super Friends and like we've discussed and it uses the proper Super Friends logo too which some mm-hmm. of the stuff we've discussed uses like the just like the block letters from kind of like the world's greatest Super Friends era versus the you know the telescoping you know letters coming at you that are much more appealing and you know, much more iconic as a Super Friends logo.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh so that's a another installment of for all merch kind uh for everybody in case you're wondering this is not the final installment of for all merch kind chris is going to be back in two episodes for our final show where we're going to cover some more super friends uh merch with some other guest stars so uh again we have another episode in between that but chris if uh, you just want to hang around the hall of justice until we get to episode 50 uh, go right ahead
0: okay uh, just as long as i don't have to Clean up after Gleek. I'm fine, but just, yeah, no
1: thanks. <laughs> He's busy schooling the time trapper. So, uh, again, <laughs> thank you for, for coming by. You know, I always love talking to you and this is, this is awesome. We, you called this, I think around issue two of the show four years ago. I think you reached oh, wow. out to me and you were like, I want to do the super friends post serial special. And I was like, fine, we'll do it at the end. Cause I, I was obsessed with keeping the numbering one, you know, issue one was episode one, two, three, four. And so I was like, we'll do it at the end. And it actually print, print wise, it came out that way too. So, uh, thanks for being patient that we finally did get
0: to this. Well, what, what a perfect subject to cover poster coverage of the show, right? So yeah. the comics. So absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so of course, uh, you have wrapped up House of Frankenstein for another year. Um, so, uh, for people,
0: what what do you let them know? What do you have coming up on the network? I'm taking a break, man. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, if everything goes according to plan, we'll be back for, you know, JLU cast, hopefully in November, if not November, then December. Uh, and we'll wrap up uh, the uh, second season of Justice League Unlimited. There's one more episode, the episode epilogue, which is the famous Batman Beyond episode. Uh, so looking forward to covering that. Uh, and uh, the, then after that, jumping, uh, we'll probably do a wrap up of season two and then jump into the final season of Justice League Unlimited uh, in season three. So that'll be fun. That's the that's the season where they riff on the Super Friends and the challenge of the Super Friends. So that'll be fun.
1: Awesome. And you're looking forward to it. And by the way, you you mentioned the Super Friends cast uh, earlier on the show. And of course, one of the members of the cast was Shannon Farnan. The voice of Wonder Woman, and for anyone who doesn't listen to my Treasury Cast show, I don't. I think that's probably very few of you. But for the ones of you that listen to this that don't listen to Treasury Cast, uh, I very rarely plug my other shows. But go listen to episode eighty-five of Treasury Cast, where my guest was Shannon Farnan talking about yeah. the Wonder Woman Spirit of Truth Alex Ross Paldini, oversized comic. It was an absolute thrill of a lifetime to get to talk to the original voice actress of wonder woman and it was just super fun so again if you haven't listened to that go check it out and you get to hear shannon farnham she's an absolutely uh charming lady and it was just so awesome to get to talk to
0: wonder woman i bet yeah that was a great episode great thank job. you very
1: much thank you so of course everybody stay tuned i'm gonna run some commercial announcements and when i come back i'm gonna do some listener feedback it's o
0: Superheroes Instant Winner Game. Millions will enter. Only four kids between 6 and 14 win breakfast with us in Hollywood.
1: 500 win bicycles.
0: One chance in 10 to win one of these third prizes. To play, rub off covered spaces on the game card. If
1: characters match, yeah! you're a winner. You're
0: Free game cards in specially marked boxes of alphabets, honeycomb, super sugar crisp, and pebble cereals. Or write Superheroes Box 5001, Blair, Nebraska
1: 68009. Just
0: imagine, the mightiest heroes of our time. All of them, on one team.
1: Since there are so many of us, we have a chance to do more than just put out fires. We can be proactive. We can do some real good in the world. JLU
0: cast brings you coverage of Justice League Unlimited, the ultimate gathering of DC's heroes and villains, and the culmination of the greatest interpretation of the DC Universe ever. Join Chris and Cindy Franklin as they relive the team-ups, the battles, the conspiracies. I had
1: no idea that the Girl Scouts were responsible for the crop circle phenomenon.
0: Few people do. Few even think to ask the question. The romance and the fun. A
1: head start. You're getting soft in your old age. Don't you have a tall building to go leap? And the adventure continues.
0: Find us wherever fine Fire & Water podcasts are available.
1: And it's time for a listener feedback. And these are the comments we got on For All Mankind, episode 47 with my guest Gabriel Hardman. First up is Brian Chufo, who says, another fun episode. I'm glad there is at least one more of these or maybe three to get to episode 50 scheduled to appear. My best guess on what the final episodes will cover. well, will say, Brian, you already know you're wrong here. An in-depth analysis and discussion of the various incarnations of the theme songs used over the lifetime of the cartoon. And this will be used Green Fury style as a backdoor pilot to launch the next podcast about all great television theme songs. So many possible tie-ins. Ted Knight did the voiceover for the Super Friends theme, so naturally you would include the theme song to that iconic groundbreaking TV show he was part of Too Close for Comfort. I'm positive that's when he became a famous actor. Or Casey Cason, the voice of Robin, was also an iconic part of a classic cartoon with five main characters traveling around, solving mysteries with a the fun theme song, Battle of the Planets. Oh, yeah, and one of them talked funny. Believe it or not, this idea has me walking on air. Well, Brian, you should do your own podcast on that then. It doesn't sound fun. Ada says... Uh, and he follows up uh, to Brian's suggestion. And since Deborah Van Valkenburg also starred in both Too Close for Comfort and The Warriors, that's a great opportunity also to the excellent theme song for that movie, which was written by Barry DeVorzon, who also composed the theme music for Simon and Simon. I agree. That would be an awesome show. Yeah. They get two votes for that. Uh, Brian, you should do it. Super Captain says, you have to love the cover advertising a full length, 25 page novel in this issue. I was sure that this was one I had missed back in the day, but then you started talking about the creature made up of the different animal parts and something clicked. I am sure that this is where I learned about tapirs, peccaries, and caimans or caiman. As best I can remember, Green Fury's appearances in these comics were my first clue that Brazil was a little different from other South American countries because of the Portuguese rather than the Spanish influence. And yes, it is a good thing that B no longer propels herself into flight via sneezing or blowing her nose. Also, your discussion of the difficulty of finding certain issues of certain titles back then resonated with me. I grew up in Appalachia and in a very small town and bought comics off the spinner rack at our local news center. And sometimes I did miss issues of my favorites like All-Star Squadron. When I was in high school, probably in 87 or so, the news center closed and I was forced to pick up scattered issues from Walden Books at a mall one hour away. I was able to subscribe to a few titles as well, DC Challenge. You guys should do something about that series at some point if you haven't already, Infinity, Inc., and Legion. I didn't set foot in a comic shop until I was at least in college and didn't start buying regularly from one until after I was out of college. Thanks for a fun look at one of my favorite childhood series, and I'm glad to hear that we'll be doing a few more episodes at least. Rob McCarthy says, Sinestro showed up more than Green Lantern. How weird is that? never thought of that, Rob. Sean M. Myers from this network says, welcome to the podcast, Gabriel. You were great. This issue's story really felt similar to the Super Friends episodes in the first season. A well-intentioned individual goes too far with their plan, but then relents when the Super Friends point out the error of their ways. I doubt that it's what NB intended, but I'll take it. Regarding not finding an expected issue with the newsstand because it was canceled, this story is kind of sorted related to that. Each year, I looked forward to getting the new Rudolph Treasury when I was a kid. When they stopped producing Treasuries and figured I'd never get another Rudolph book again, imagine my surprise when my beloved Digest series, The Best of D.C., Printed a Rudolph Digest in issue number four. Fantastic. That meant that every year I'd be getting a Rudolph Digest. Well, the Digest went on for another six years, but we never got another Rudolph. That, But we did get two Christmas-themed Digests, so we took some comfort in that. <laughs> Sean, I think you were the only person buying the Rudolph Treasuries with that sort of focused interest. Uh Jeff R. says, Canceled, then how will we ever find out what became of the third Futurio clone? My guest for the last shows has to include... DCCP number 46, which is what brought the Global Guardians of the DC continuity. Uh, I didn't have many books canceled out from under me, especially as a surprise, which would mean pre-Crisis, pre-Diamond previews. I only read Superman Family sporadically, Batman Family not at all. Superboy got to go out with a special and advanced knowledge. Maybe uh, the daring new adventures of Supergirl? Wait, there was one. Adventure Comics. Technically lived on as a digest, but really. I was the one reader who was mostly reading that title for Starman i think you think you were there uh <laughs> edo bosnar uh comes back to say oh well we knew this day would come both you and gabriel did a good job sending the series off i'll be interested to see what the next episode will cover maybe dccp number 46 <laughs> sorry guys and if you'll indeed push the show to 50 episodes yes i'm going to be doing that and after that i guess it's uh, uh oh it's over to the spidey Super Stories cast." Uh, since it seems to have come up several times in the last two episodes, the all-star squadron cast. Yep. I can see a promising future for the ass cast. Eight you oh, know. um, uh, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> all good ideas, but no super captain says I second the idea of carving DC comics since number 46, the more global guardians, the better. And I was also thinking about Spidey super stories, which introduced me to a large chunk of the Marvel universe. Sorry guys. <laughs> Bucky 749 says, great episode of the last issue. Looking forward to what's next. Dr. Anch says, great episode with a great guest. Seeing that letter column, just pulling the rug out from under the reader was crazy. Sorry, this is the last issue. Not much of a send-off. As for next episodes, clearly there is some giveaway prize attached, but I am hoping for a table read of an issue or episode. Thanks for the show. It sure has given me an appreciation for this book. And I'm glad I could rep the Black Orchid and Supergirl issues. Well, thank you, Angie. You know, I always like having you on. So it was great having you talk about those two uh, guest appearances. Mike Thomas says, I've always enjoyed this podcast from the beginning. It's gone by fast. I bought the most issues as they came out. But the cover for this last issue stands out in my memory the most. Maybe I looked at it more often because there were no more issues. I was thinking that I didn't know at the time this was the last issue. And then I kept looking for more issues. But I must have read the letters page and known this was it. Anyway, the Super Friends cartoon and comic books were a big part of my childhood, as I'm sure there were for many of your listeners. So thanks for this walk down memory lane the last few years. I'm looking forward to your extra episodes in the coming months. Thanks, Mike. And then finally, Captain Entropy says, I echo Bucky's comments, Rob and Gabriel, and I look forward to the next episode. I know it will be special. Whatever you cover, I hope they don't make Superman carry the Super Friends. Well, guys, now you all know uh, what this episode was, and I, I hope you enjoyed it. And yes, we do have uh, two more to come. Uh, anyway, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of For All Mankind. Of course, you can find all the back episodes on our website, findwaterpodcast.com. You can still subscribe to the show, although I don't know why you would do that, on any podcast of your choice. And uh, if you want to support the Findwater Podcast Network, just go to patreon.com slash Podcast, And there you can unlock various rewards, one of which is to be named checked on a show of your choice. So big thanks to Chuck Dill, Stanford M. Brown, Donald McWaters. Gord Tolton and David Gutierrez for their support of the network. I very much appreciate it. So thanks for listening to All Mankind. Join us next episode where we will talk about Super Friends Big and Super Friends Small.
0: In tv Podcast.